Welcome into the Drop the Gloves podcast. I am your Monday morning quarterback, your designated water boy, your team leader in high fives, and your host, Will Norton. We have officially made it to 2019. We have made it through 2018, so Happy New Year to everybody. And even if 2018 was the best year of your life, I still hope that you have a better, more productive 2019. I hope that you get everything that you want for your birthday and for Christmas this year. I hope that every team you're a fan of wins every game in the championship unless they're playing my team. I hope that your 2019 is the best year yet. What's a better way to start the new year than with some traditions? Uh, so every every New Year's Eve, we go out to dinner with some of our family friends and we go to a restaurant that we all think is pretty average. It's nothing special. The food's not great, but uh, it started about 15 years ago. Uh, neither family wanted to cook. And so it was the only restaurant that had any seats available. It was open. And the only table they had is this room. And it's got pictures of all of the popes on the wall. And in the middle of the table, it's this big round table. And it's got a Lazy Susan on it. And in the middle of that Lazy Susan is a encased bust of the Pope. It's from like the chest up. It's the creepiest thing. But we always have New Year's Eve with the Pope. And we just pass off of our, our wine consumption as communion. Uh, another tradition though. And like the NBA, they have a tradition Every year on Christmas, they have a series of Christmas games. The NFL, their tradition is always Thanksgiving football. New Year's Day, the NHL about 11 years ago started a new tradition, the Winter Classic. And what the Winter Classic is, is it is an outdoor hockey game, an NHL game. And it's usually played in a baseball or a football stadium on New Year's Day. I always watch this game on TV. And there was always a couple concerns that would come up that I would think, why would you want to go to this? One, the ticket prices. There are no inexpensive seats for this game. Even the worst seats are expensive. And then there's also the question of what are the worst seats? Where do you really want to sit? Because when you look at it on TV, it doesn't really look like there is a good seat. And then you're outside in January, and I think the, the southernmost uh, winter classic game it was played in st louis uh, next year it'll be in dallas um but they've all been up north and a lot of them have been in like the northeast uh they did one at uh, michigan stadium in the big house this year was at notre dame stadium so they're not warm so you're sitting out watching hockey in the cold and can you really see very well and so i was, I was always kind of skeptical about these games and then last year they announced that the game this year was going to be at notre dame stadium and I was very fortunate to have the opportunity to go to this game and see the Winter Classic and experience all of the Winter Classic firsthand. And it definitely changed my perspective on the outdoor NHL games. Growing up, I grew up in Indianapolis. And it's about two and a half hours south of South Bend, where Notre Dame is. And so growing up, I went to my first Notre Dame football game when I was eight years old. And after that game, immediately, my dad and I, we fell in love with the games, the school, the stadium, the team. And ever since then, we have been diehard Notre Dame fans. And 
we had season tickets for several years up until about my eighth grade or freshman year of high school. Um, I can't remember exactly when we got rid of the tickets. We got to the point where we were so busy on the weekends with so many other things that we ended up selling more tickets than we were able to go to. Um, And so we've been to countless number of games in Notre Dame Stadium. And so last year when they announced that they were playing an NHL game in Notre Dame Stadium, I lost my mind. I never really had a big desire to go to the Winter Classic or to go to an outdoor game, but I knew that when they did it at Notre Dame Stadium, that stadium has meant so much for me and my dad. That stadium really is a big part of how my dad became one of my best friends and not just my dad. That's really what we bonded over and got close over and spent a lot of time. And there were other things. We've had a lot of other great experiences, but our time at Notre Dame Stadium uh, really was one of the big things in my childhood in our relationship that brought us together. Uh, so I knew that I wanted to go to this NHL game at Notre Dame Stadium because that's a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. I also knew that I only really wanted to go with him. I was in the group of people that were at the game because we're big Notre Dame fans. We've been to games at Notre Dame, and we really wanted to go experience the stadium in the atmosphere of an NHL game at Notre Dame Stadium, the one time that we'll get the opportunity to do so. What I want to do with this episode is I kind of want to help if you're on the fence about whether or not you should go to one of these outdoor NHL games, address kind of the concerns that I think a lot of people had similar to myself, uh, you know, address are they valid concerns. Uh, And then I also just kind of want to talk about my experience because this really was one of the coolest sporting events that I got to see. And I was really Uh, fortunate to be able to do that and to be able to share that with my dad. The first thing that my dad was really concerned about was the weather. He gets so much colder, so much faster than anybody I have ever met. And he just feels miserable when he's cold. And so he was freaking out before we even get there. He brought, he wore long underwear. Like he literally dressed up like we were going skiing. Minus the snow pants, he was wearing everything else that we would wear when we go skiing. I had like wool socks on and then a, my ski coat and gloves. But when he got there, it was about it was about 35 degrees at puck drop. Now, that's cold, and I definitely was cold by the end of the game. For an outside NHL game in January, I mean, this has to be one of the warmer games that they've had. Maybe the one in St. Louis was about that. But like, if you remember a few years ago, um, and actually it was probably one of, I think it was one of the first winter classic games it was between chicago and pittsburgh and it was snowing heavy it was freezing like that was what he was concerned about and honestly i knew it was going to be cold so 35 degrees and it was cloudy you know i'll take that the conditions for this game were actually about as perfect as they could be for an outdoor game and by the end i was still frozen 35 degrees not bad, but you have to know that chances are it is likely going to be much colder. The second layer to the game was the atmosphere. Now, the biggest hockey arena is the Bell Center, and its capacity is roughly 21,000. The Winter Classic at Notre Dame Stadium was the second highest attended hockey game, NHL game, and it had over 76,000 people. The entire stadium was sold out. Nobody was quiet. This sounds like such a stupid comment to make because it seems so obvious, but you really did get a football feel and a football atmosphere. And to get that for a hockey game is just unbelievable. Indoor arenas and NHL arenas are small enough that you kind of hear everyone kind of together, but you hear the roar of one side and you kind of hear it spread throughout the arena to really have a football crowd of 76,000 plus people all cheering for a hockey game is just 
unbelievable. The atmosphere, I think, was my favorite part. The other thing that I also have to really commend the NHL and whoever really is in charge of the setting. And by that, I mean the branding and the decorations and the tributes and all of that uh, on the outside of the stadium and around the stadium. But also, they put the rink in the middle of the field. But then they kind of have like decorative, commemorative things around the rink. Whoever was in charge of that did an absolutely incredible job. I never once felt like I was not at Notre Dame Stadium, but the entire time I felt like I was at Notre Dame Stadium for something totally different than what I'm used to being there for. And I knew that uh, what I was there for was a special game. Whoever was in charge of the setting and all of that, they did a phenomenal job. The legends walked out, and if you watch this on TV, you saw this, but they have four legends from the Bruins and four from the Blackhawks walk out and they kind of just do like a applaud them and introduce them type thing. Uh, but one of the cool parts, and this was my favorite part of the actual layout of the game, was behind each net. So behind the net closest to the Bruins bench, they had four shamrocks. And in those shamrocks, they had these cool kind of cartoony, like good drawings. I mean, not like a cartoon uh, in the sense that you're thinking of a cartoon, a kind of a character uh, animated look sort of of the legends that walked out. And they had the same... It, in the shamrocks behind the goal closest to the Blackhawks bench of the Blackhawks players. And so it was just little things like that. Just the, you know, the colors, the blue and the green and all of that that they used. Uh, the logo, just all of that was phenomenal. And it really added a lot more to the game than I thought that it would in person. Um, you kind of get a glimpse of a lot of that stuff on uh, the TV in person. It just really, uh, it really adds a lot to that atmosphere. Another huge element of this event, and it really is an event because of the presentation. At Notre Dame Stadium, you have the Newt Rockney entrance, which leads to the Newt Rockney Tunnel. And if you've ever watched a football game, it's the tunnel where the team runs out of right behind the goalpost. And so they blocked off that entrance. You couldn't get into the game that way. And they put some mats down. And as the players were getting ready to go on the ice, they went and did a lap outside of the front of the Newt Rockney entrance. So they walked out of the stadium, did a quick lap, and there was a ton of fans there. Then they walked back in the stadium through that entrance, and that takes them straight to the tunnel, and they're walking side by side, and they walk out, and as they get out of the arena, then they kind of split off and get on the ice and start their kind of pregame skate around. As they're walking out, they have the South Bend Orchestra plays the Notre Dame fight song, but like a really like a slow kind of like classical version of the fight song, not like the upbeat fight song that you'd be used to hearing at any college sports game. And then the leprechaun mascot comes out and he's on skates and he skates around and leads them out of the tunnel. The mascot totally ate it. And so I recorded the game to watch when I get back just to kind of, I like to do that when I go to any game, just rewatch it on TV. They didn't show it in the pregame. So when it actually happened, you didn't see it, but they played a replay of it and had a full commentary and replay, slow-mo everything of this guy falling. You'd hate it for that guy, but it is hilarious. And he was laughing about it. He was a good sport about it. So, I mean, it was, it was funny. It was a good time. The Chicago Blackhawks anthem singer was there. So he did the national anthem. And of course, all the Chicago fans went crazy. I've never seen a national anthem that has gotten so many people so excited a lot of the presentation in the way they do it and they have pyrotechnics so there's like fire coming out when the players are walking out and there's fireworks going off and all of the everything about the presentation leading up to the game was incredible i recorded the game for this 
reason more so than any other was I wanted to see all of the NBC pregame stuff. Um, I wanted to see like what they said about Notre Dame when they did it and all of that. And I wasn't expecting this, but on the big screen at the stadium, they played all of that. So like the Jeremy Roenick Irish dancing thing and like the Notre Dame video that they did for before the game. The only thing you didn't get was uh, the Mike Tirico pregame or the Doc and Eddie pregame or any of that. And you didn't get the intermission reports from Mike Milbury. So you missed out on that kind of stuff, but they showed you a lot of the like pre-made stuff before that you I, I didn't think that we'd be able to see. And so being able to see that in the stadium was really cool. And then to see people's reactions to all of that in the stadium was really cool as well. Um, and then the other big thing too is that they have music during intermissions. And I go to a lot of Nashville Predators games and they have the Ford band stage. So they always have local bands playing between every intermission. So I'm just kind of accustomed to live music during intermission. But they had Weezer. And so my middle school and elementary school self um, lived out a childhood dream of seeing Weezer. The broadcast, they really only showed you one full song. And I had watched previous Winter Classics. And I I knew that it's an intermission, so they don't have a lot of time to really perform a full show, obviously. I always kind of thought that there was like one or two songs. And, I mean, they got in three songs, four songs. And then in the second intermission, they had Judah and the Lion. So that was just that was just another level of that presentation that was so great. Uh, they also had the Chicago Blackhawks PA announcer who was doing the game. And how these Winter Classics work is they're in a place that... So Notre Dame is only about 90 miles from Chicago. And so they're in these big arenas and significant arenas in the city that is chosen... And they're set up as a home game. So the Chicago Blackhawks mascot was there when the Blackhawks scored, Chelsea Dagger played. When the Bruins scored, their goal song didn't play. And so I've been talking about a lot of good things about the Winter Classic. And for the most part, everything was good. Not everything's perfect, though. I mean, we were cold. And while our seats, we had really good seats, we were even up with the ice. So we were directly in sight, like in line with the ice. We were in about the 37th row. So we had really good seats. We could see everything. We were low enough that we were close, but high enough that we weren't right on the boards and we couldn't see half the ice. So kind of one of the cons, you have to be really careful where you get your seats. Uh, if you sit too low, you're going to you're gonna be cut off from a lot of the ice, especially if you're low behind the goals. But even sitting where we were, where I thought were the perfect seats, um, it's a little bit more difficult to follow the puck than a normal game and I can only imagine how much more difficult that would be when it's set up in a a baseball stadium because just the layout is not really made for that kind of game the atmosphere and everything though if if it's a team and a stadium that you really want to see then being there will be worth it this next problem is more of a problem actually completely a problem with Notre Dame Stadium and this has happened a couple times. They ran out of everything. They ran out of food. They ran out of beer. They ran out of hot chocolate. They ran out of everything. And what's really frustrating is when we used to have season tickets, we'd go to the late season games, and it'd get cold, and we'd want some hot chocolate or something, and they'd be out. They'd sell out multiple times. I mean, that happened fairly regularly. And so this isn't like a one-time thing they don't usually serve alcohol there 
So to severely underestimate the amount of alcohol needed, the amount of beer, is one thing. I mean, it's still pretty bad. You don't underestimate that much. That was a frustrating part of the experience. People, There were people that literally missed the entire second period waiting for food. So, I mean, that's frustrating, but overall, you know, I don't want to let that take away from what was otherwise an incredible experience. To kind of sum up everything that we've talked about so far, uh, I do think that the price of a Winter Classic ticket is worth it. I, I wouldn't go, I mean, if you are, you know, if you're a huge baseball fan and you've been to a baseball stadium several times or there's one that's really special to you and you want to go because of the same reason I wanted to go to Notre Dame, I would say go to a baseball stadium. But other than that, I just, with the way that a football stadium set up and that it was already a little bit harder to follow from what I would guess were the best seats. I can't imagine being able to see well in a baseball stadium. I I would not recommend just going for any sort of random game. Um, For me, what made this event so great and what made it so cool was the value that Notre Dame stadiums had in my life and being able to share this unique one-time experience with my dad. If it were just the Blackhawks and the Bruins playing in a Winter Classic, I wouldn't really have been drawn to it. Just like I've never really been drawn to a Winter Classic game before. And so I would say hold out until it's a stadium or a place where you really want to go. Or if it is your favorite team. Just because I think the experience and all of that is really made with the value that you have either in the franchise or the location. All in all, really, this was the most fun sporting experience that I've had. It was unlike anything else that I'll ever really experience again. It was unlike any other hockey game I've ever been to. And it was just really an incredible, incredible experience. That was kind of my Winter Classic experience, kind of summed up, wrapped up uh, for you guys. I hope you enjoyed this second episode of the Drop the Gloves podcast. Make sure to share it with friends, family. Share it to that guy you don't like at the office. Share it with... Anybody, everybody, social media, make sure to follow the SoundCloud page. And we are working on getting this up on iTunes and other podcasting platforms. So that should be coming soon. Thank you guys again so much for listening. And I will see you next time.